Good morning. It is Sunday morning at 12. I'm sorry, at 10 a.m. on 12 2020. <laughs> A lot of 20s in there. Uh, it's Real Talk Live. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm hoping uh, hoping my Steelers can get back on track here. So yeah, yeah. This is the week to do it if we, if we got a chance. We got everybody popping in here. Kyle, good morning. Evan, good morning. Robbie, good morning. Uh, it is a good morning. You know, football's here. It's it's Sunday. It's NFL Sunday. You know, a day after Championship Sunday in college football. Um, pretty exciting day of games, and uh, featured a couple of couple of NFL games. We'll go real quick on these Bills Broncos. Uh, quick recap. What do you think? I thought Josh Allen was incredible. Yeah, Josh Allen's playing playing lights out. Four total touchdowns on the game. Broncos were just outmatched and. They clinched their division, so the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Panthers, Packers. I thought, for me, real quick, I thought that uh, the Panthers have run out of gas. They, they, they've they really become what we thought they were going to really be, uh, which is extremely limited. But uh, the kind of, the Packers kind of let their foot off the gas, I guess, you know, and, and allowed the Panthers to at least keep it close after blowing them out in the first half. And, um yeah, Packers pick up the dub. Aaron Rodgers has an average game to his standards as far as what he's done this year. Uh, but both both games are pretty predictable. Yeah, thought the Packers would win by a little more, but I don't think the uh, the overall result is shocking to anybody. I mean, yeah. it was kind of cool when we heard that there was going to be NFL on Saturday, and then we saw both games, and it was like kind of two free wins on Saturday night. I don't think anything was – I think most people were watching college football over these two games, me included. So I was as well. I was as well. Unless you had uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, um, Aaron Rodgers, or Devontae Adams in one of these games, I can't imagine you were you were turning off what was Ohio State, Northwestern, or Clem- actually that was earlier on the day, and then Clemson in uh, Notre Dame, and then obviously Bama and uh, Florida. Florida, Florida. Yeah. Good morning, Jordan. All right, let's uh, let's go right into it here. First Aaron game Jones, of yeah. yeah, first game of NFL Aaron Jones, yeah, obviously. First game of NFL Sunday, one o'clock. The five and eight forty ers are traveling west to east. Eh, I should we well, shouldn't say east, west to middle east of the United States. The four and nine Cowboys. Both teams are. Uh, <laughs> I said middle east. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, guys. Hey. I, be, I I gotta be better. <laughs> Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, John. Oh gosh, I'm tired. Uh, I'm going Niners here, just in a quick. I mean, I don't have a, a ton to say. I think the Cowboys are um, good enough to keep this game interesting, not good enough to win. I guess is my best description. Uh, I'm starting Amari Cooper today because I have a ton of receivers out. Uh, I haven't loved him these past couple weeks, but he's done all right. So, uh, as far as fantasy goes, the Niners, I just think are, are they're just better coached. Period. That's what I got. Yeah, um, the last time the Cowboys played a team that had a good running game and was good on defense, they got blown out on Thanksgiving by Washington. Yeah. So um, I, I think the 49ers, like you said, they're too well coached. They're going to get the details right. This team's been able to run on just about anybody they played, and the Cowboys haven't done well stopping it. And um, the defense, really, um, outside of just one or two pieces, they're pretty much back to full health. That defense has been playing well. So, um, and the, the Cowboys, 
I think they would have to win out, and they I don't even know if they'd even have a chance at their division. So I, I think the Cowboys, I think it all ends for them here. I think the 49ers beat them, and the Cowboys have to officially start looking at next year. Um, you guys in the comments, if any of you can tell me why you think the Cowboys would beat the 49ers, I mean, I'd love to hear it, but Zeke's been worse every year of his career since joining the NFL in yards per carry, and he's at an all-time low this year. He's turning the ball over, too, so can't really rely on Zeke. Offensive line issues, not enough playmakers on the back end of their defense. I don't think Andy Dalton's good enough to beat this 49ers offense either. Um, you want to see something hilarious? So, I, Like, honestly, and I'm not even a Cowboys hater, but I find this hilarious. Last year, in 2019, Ezekiel Elliott decided he wanted to hold out on the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones caved and gave this dude a max extension. Made him, like, the highest-paid running back in the league. And he, It's like a five-year de- I mean, literally, he's tied up for the next, like, four or five years. He's been trashed this year. And hopefully it's yeah. just a bad year. Hopefully it's a bad year. He was really good when Dak was in, so I, let me back up a little bit. He was good for the first, like, six or so weeks. Well, the, and then it was a massive drop-off. Like, we're yeah. talking. The only thing about Zeke, though, is we wouldn't really consider it a massive drop-off just based on his yards, even though they are down. Yeah. It's it's the fumbles, too. I mean, he's having yeah. an issue turning the ball over in big moments. And uh, he's just he's not making up for it by running for a lot of yards. You could deal with a fumble, you know, every other game if he was rushing for a buck 25. But... If he what's his average rushing yards this year? Like fifty six yards or something like that. It's it's Jeez. it's not good. It's not good. And I don't I don't feel maybe I'm wrong. I don't have him on any fancy teams, thank God. I don't feel like he's really a threat out of the backfield like he's been in years past too. So you're not even getting that out of Zeke. So it's like I don't know. I just I if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm waking up this morning like what did I do? You know, you paid yeah, like, a, you paid a dude too early because if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, another been, rough. that's been rough too. No but I mean, we're talking about Zeke, who, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, when when I remember listening to this last off season, um, because Colin had this on his show, it seemed like every day, Zeke had two more years left on his deal. It wasn't like he was going into a contract year. He had right. like two extra years, and then they Damn extended right. him like four more years. With God, what a terrible deal. What a terrible well, done is done for the Cowboys now. They're just going to have to run it. And as far as I know, most people, if you don't like the Cowboys, you like to see this stuff happen to the Cowboys. So yeah. I think I everybody you, I else. Hater, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think everybody else is getting a little bit of a kick out of it. Yeah. Jamie, Chris, Brad, Kyle, all you guys, good morning. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Um, Moving right along. Both of us took the Niners here. Nine and four Seahawks are at. The Washington football team, six and seven on the year. Matt, good morning. Um, gosh, this seems like another bad deal for. This seems like another bad deal for the Seahawks. You know, they've uh, they've had their troubles protecting Russell Wilson. He's been a kind of a turnover machine over the last couple of weeks. I'm not trying to dog him because you know Russell Wilson's a friend of the pod, but um, I don't know. I like Washington to come in here and and really assert themselves. I would love them to win the game, except Dwayne Haskins is starting. And this yeah. isn't this isn't a dig at Ohio. I, Dwayne Haskins is not a good NFL starting quarterback. Good morning. Yeah. That's yeah. a big issue, too. Everyone knows that this front seven for Washington 
yeah. is Super Bowl quality. I mean, absolutely everywhere across their front seven. Uh, the Steelers, Washington, Tampa, I think are the best three front sevens. And even the 49ers when they're healthy, but obviously they're a bit banged up this year. So the problems that they pose to Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, those are real. It's just when you look at um when you look at Dwayne Haskins starting and the starting running back Gibson out, I don't think this offense has enough because even against the best defenses, you still think the Seahawks can get to twenty one or twenty four points. Even against the worst of the worst. The the only game they've really had an outlier was against the Giants. Um yeah. You like the Seahawks to win, but there's a lot of pressure on both of these teams because they're both fighting for their playoffs. Well, Washington's fighting for the playoffs to win their division. And Seattle, I think the Rams are going to win out their last three games. So I don't know who holds tiebreakers there, but Seattle, I mean, I don't think they can afford to lose. Neither of these teams can afford to lose another game. So this is, this could potentially even be a, a playoff matchup. You know, this could potentially be the four and five seed here playing for the NFC team. So it'll be a good watch for its importance. But I think the Seahawks have enough offensively. Yeah. Kyle, he's our he's our lone Seahawks fan of the group, to my knowledge. He's like, if it wasn't if it wasn't Haskins, I would definitely be concerned. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think that the Redskins are so good up front. Let's we talked about this off air the other day, me and you. I'm going to give the fans this. So starting at 2020, I'm going to back up a little bit. 2020 first round pick Chase Young defensive end 2019 first round pick Montez Sweat he was 26th overall obviously that year they still took Dwayne Haskins too both first round picks but Montez Sweat defensive end 2018 Deron Payne nose tackle Alabama 2017 Jonathan Allen defensive tackle Alabama four (laughs) four defensive linemen in the last four years this team is super committed and then as you pointed out Brad I had kind of forgot about this dude Back in 2011, they took Ryan Kerrigan, defensive end. So they have another star-type captain player. Um, Losing out to make way for the Eagles. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're you're talking about the Washington football team losing to Seattle, Chris, I think you're you're probably on to something. To say Washington, not WTF. I think it autocorrect. I think you meant Washington football team. Ah, okay. uh, Washington losing out to make way for the Eagles. Because obviously Chris is an Eagles fan, and it's it's possible, but I mean, we'll get to the Eagles in a minute. But I don't know how much we we we're gonna live and die on Jalen Hurts here. Uh, they did beat the Saints at home, so clearly they can win games. Uh, they're getting healthier on the offensive side of the ball. We'll get there, but we but we, we're, to, we got lots to say on that game, so we'll we'll yeah. get there. As far as this the, one, yeah. go, go ahead. ahead. See, it's not just Washington's at home. They, they can cause score defense, but do I have a you score? Yeah. Um, if I close. had to guess, um, I'm going to say 21-10. I don't think Washington scores a whole lot. I think Seahawks defense will be yeah. getting better. And um, Alex there Smith, Alex Smith's situation is kind of reverse yeah. the um, reverse of the Giants. You know, starting quarterback got hurt, so the backup Alex Smith came in, mm-hmm. doesn't turn the ball over. Well, actually, yeah. it's the same for the Giants. They played really well with Colt McCoy and beat the Seahawks because they didn't turn the ball over. That's how Washington beat the Steelers. They didn't turn the ball over. So when you have Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins playing, and you can count on one to two turnovers a game, that's why these teams, their records show what they show. So with Dwayne Haskins, I I don't like the Washington to to be able to win this game. But 
that front seven, they're scoring touchdowns almost every week, it seems like, you know, so they're on fire. It, it, I said that's funny when you said 2110 because that was also my score prediction. I'm going to give, but because you said 2110, I'm going to move up a little bit. 2113. I'm going to give Washington 2211 just the one up. <laughs> I'm going to go 2113. Uh, Seattle picks up the W. I think Seattle looks extremely limited in this game. So all you Seattle fans or anybody that's like waiting for Seattle to fall, just don't hop on the the Seattle's band bandwagon if they come out flat in this game because Washington's front is loaded uh moving on six and seven bears at the six and seven vikings um i believe this one has some sort of playoff implications there's not much there but the winner would be in a better suit than they would be losing obviously um right now just to update some of you guys the cardinals are in sole possession of the seventh seed in the nfc they're seven and six we just had a comment kyle there's sorry i had to back up Kyle, I got to correct you, sir. You said Seattle plays terrible at the 1 p.m. time slot in the East. So there's there's a rule on this pod. Okay, there's a couple of them, but this is a rule. The 1 p.m. time slot does not matter to Russell Wilson. Okay, and matter of fact, there's stats there's stats to back it up. I believe, I believe, in the last, gosh, it's something staggering. In the last like three years, he's like 14 and two. Like something dumb. This year it hasn't been a hundred percent the same. He's been lacking a little bit, but I don't think I don't think it's enough to to put put emphasis on a game for yeah. Russ coming out this way. Um. Yeah. So, but Sorry. just to get back to the to the NFC real quick. Just the playoff situation. Um. When we talk about the Bears and Vikings, both at six and seven here. The Cardinals, who honestly haven't played terribly well the last month or so, they are six and seven, and they are in sole possession of the seventh seed. So every NFC team that's six and seven is only one game out. So this game does have pretty good playoff implications with three games left. Having some technical difficulties. Yeah. Trying to see if I can better myself. Sorry. No, yeah. Right. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Corey. A bunch of people jumping in here. Um, I like the Vikings to win. They do enough for me. Uh, the Bears seem to be a little better. You called them last week. Bravo to you. Uh, they didn't play a great opponent. I don't remember who they played. I think they destroyed the Bengals. I think that's who it was. No, no. it was a better opponent than that because I picked them to lose. Yeah. Oh, I got te- Texans. Texans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Texans. yes. Um. Yeah. I just I like the Vikings offensively. Justin Jefferson, uh, Thielen, and Cook, and they'll they'll do enough in the one p.m. time slot to get this W. But I think it's a fun game. If you're if you're a a, a fan of one of these two teams, and obviously you know this time of the year six and seven doesn't sound great, but this will be a fun game. I think this one ends up somewhere in the twenty. 27, 24, 27, 21, somewhere in that range. You know me. Bears are going to win this game. Bears are going to beat the Vikings, in my opinion. Um, So I think the Bears, coming off of a win, I I liked how Mitch Trubisky looked last week. Um, I liked how David Montgomery looked running the football. 
and I love how the defense played. So um, I think the Bears defense, like I said, is one of the top top defenses in the league or can be. And I, I don't know. I think I think the added element. So so Mitch Trubisky's not outright great, but I think we realized that he covered up some of the issues on the offensive line for the Chicago yeah. team. So his ability to run and their screen game makes him more of a threat than Nick Foles. And I believe they're on the, the, the field a little bit longer. And for a guy who doesn't throw well, he's playing terrible corners against the Vikings. I actually like this defense to play good. I expect them to – you can't stop Delvin Cook, but slow him down. And I like the Bears actually a little bit more high scoring than you guys have. I like the Bears to actually put up 30 points on the Vikings. I think it's going to be a 31-24 touchdown victory for the Bears. And with the way the Cardinals are playing, the Bears play the Vikings twice in the last three weeks, vice versa for the Vikings. So if the Bears can win this game, I, I really think the Bears have a legitimate shot to be that seventh seed. And, you know, go play New Orleans or whoever ends up getting that second seed could be could be the Rams if they make a big push. But I, I like the Bears to maybe sneak in the playoffs. If, I think they beat the Vikings both times they play them in the last three weeks here. If Mitchell Trubisky is able to get that seventh seed, obviously he, he's a free agent this year because they didn't extend him, but they could then tag him. I doubt they would do that. Do you think he's a Bear next year? Um, Putting you on the spot. I... I do think they are because I think they realize they screwed up more with Nick Folt than Mitch Trubisky. And if they're not in position to draft a quarterback, I don't think there's a huge market for Mitch Trubisky. But I, I think the Bears I think the Bears could keep him and do well. Um, even if they barely missed the playoffs, if they're able to win two of their last three and go eight and eight, he started the season three and zero, oh, even if it needed big comebacks. Yeah. And he'd end the season three and one. I mean, he's six and one in seven of the games that he played. I mean, it might not look the prettiest, and he needs to work on his deep ball. But without Tyreek Cohen, that's a huge offensive weapon for their team. They lost a big piece early. Yeah. And, and you know, we thought they would get him maybe another weapon for Allen Robinson. They drafted a tight end. Well, those tight ends are starting to come alive. Cole Clement, Jimmy Graham. You know, Jimmy Graham, I think, had two touchdowns last game, didn't he? So, I mean. Yeah. And Allen Robinson's a dog. we got to put some respect on his name. That oh. dude is been tearing it up in yeah. Chicago for years now. Absolutely. Thanks for joining Steph, Zach. What's up, guys? Zach, Steph, yes. Good morning, guys. Uh, we'll keep it moving here. You're ta- I'm taking the Vikings. You're taking the Bears. We disagree there. Yeah. Um, whew. Six and seven Patriots are at the eight and five Dolphins. Not a whole lot here, but it's uh, it's an intriguing game, I guess. Um, Gosh, you know, these last couple of weeks I've been jokingly picking against the Patriots and um, you guys have been able to obviously understand that I'm being sarcastic this week. I'm not being sarcastic. I think a rookie quarterback gets the best of Bill Belichick today. And that's because Cam Newton is running into the best defense he's played in several weeks. It's going to be way too much. They're without Damian Harris today, probably their best running back. Um, gosh. I wouldn't be shocked to see New England win because they do crap like that, but I think this is a loss. I think Miami keeps moving. What do you think? I think this is incredibly low scoring, but I think we could see potentially 
one or two defensive touchdowns today. I yeah, I'm with you on that actually. Yeah. I, I think this game's going to be incredibly low scoring. I I don't even think Tua's numbers will be great in terms of him getting the best of a defense, but yeah. Tua just has to win the <clears throat> This game's just going to be who can get a couple first downs before they punt in my opinion. Can we move the ball 30 yards before we have to punt and then eventually get field goals or cheap touchdowns out of just field position? These two defenses are good. Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. Dolphins defense against anybody. But we saw truly how limited this defense was again when they played the Rams last week on Thursday night. Now Bill Belichick has a long week to prepare for the Dolphins. But man... The Patriots, I think it's like they have like a 2.2% chance of making the playoffs. Dolphins are in it right now. Like, Patriots really are more or less are trying to spoil the party. And the Dolphins are trying to make a playoff push and get that sixth or seventh seed. And the Ravens and Browns don't really look like slowing down. Um, they cleared some room ahead of the Raiders, but you still got the Colts and Titans. So there's only so yeah. many spots to go around. I like the Dolphins at home. Because I know it's not Brady for the Patriots, but the last few years, the Patriots haven't really played well in Miami. I don't they know usually, for whatever reason it is. They split with this team, too, and we beat them week one. They're getting their revenge. I think they I think they pick up the win. I Wasn't that game week one like a 31-28 nail-biter? It was 21-11. Oh, so it was the, it was the Bills-Dolphins that was 31-28. Yes. What was yeah. the score of this game? 21-11. See, that's what worries me. And how do you remember how many... Like Fitzpatrick, how many turnovers he had? He had two. Both came in the second half. I'm almost positive. Um, mm-hmm. if the only reason we won this game, truly looking back, it was the beginning of Cam Newton. Nobody had yeah. film on what we were going to do. And he had a fantastic day on the ground. Uh, New England was able to kind of run it down their throats. And I don't believe they turned the ball over. And obviously the Dolphins did late in the game. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think that I'm starting the New England defense because I'm not worried about the Dolphins putting up a ton of points. Uh, but I think that we're not going to do much offensively. Um, I just don't love – this is the most limited offense in the whole league. I, I've said that many times to you off air. I've said it online. There's there's nobody more limited offensively than New England. I mean, that includes even Jacksonville. You guys listening, like, do you think there's – like, who do you have winning this game? Put it in the comments. Dolphins it is, are it is an it is an interesting matchup because you have a a massive powerhouse on a decline, and a team that's been bad for a long time, but over the last year and a half have been on an incline, and now they're they're meeting at the super important, interesting part in the season where they're only separated by two wins, and yeah. and I know it's like you want to say Dolphins, but like the Patriots have just played played hard against some teams and gotten blown out by some other weird teams. Like, interdivision, these teams see each other every year. It's like kind of that thing. I kind of look at the Patriots as like the Steelers in a couple of years. Like, even if we lose Big Ben, like, we don't lose to the Dolphins. Even though they have a rookie Joe Burrow and this and that, it's like my whole life we just don't lose to the Dolphins or the, the Bengals. So it's like I'm, for you, I'm, I'm, almost, sure you- I'm almost positive we have a winning record against teams with winning records. Well, right, I know. But it's, it's just so it's weird because we suck. So it's like, I, I'm going to take the Dolphins, but like, yeah. I don't feel great. I'm with you. I'm with I you. I don't feel but great I don't, about it. Yeah, I mean, truly, if I was a betting man, I'd stay away from this one. I know Jeff Jeff is, you know, Patriots just, by 50. And I get it. That's that's my mentality, too. 
Um, Patriots by a hundred every game, but you know, you got to be honest with yourself sometimes. And this is, this is a, a terrible matchup for Cam Newton. It truly is. And I've got extremely limited. I've got, uh, I've got the countdown on to try and get bits and pieces while we're watching. Can you do me a, can you do me a favor? Can you yeah. take away this next game? Yep. So they said Tua is going to be familiar with Belichick's offense because he played for Nick Saban. I honestly think that's the most ridiculous thing. But for you guys listening, still here, uh, without Jeff, we're going into the next game. Now, this next game is not very exciting. Jaguars travel to the Ravens. I, I'm pretty sure we all have the Ravens winning this game. In the comments, just drop your scores. I'm curious to see how bad you think the Ravens are going to win. Or if there's anybody who thinks that the Jaguars might pull off an upset. I don't see how. Uh, Garner Minshew. Garner Minshew is back for this game. Uh, the Ravens coming off that absolutely incredible game against the Browns. I know we got a lot of Browns fans in here listening. But, man, 47-42. to 42. <clears throat> If any of you guys weren't able to stay up and watch that game or if you guys missed it, whew, poop or no poop, Lamar? I got to say poop. Only reason why is you go back and check the tape. Do you watch the way he's walking into the locker room? He's kind of like, you know, holding it together. He wasn't cramping. Uh, Dad, I'm going to need one more comment. Are you serious? You think the Jags will win by three? I need to know where you think. Out of any position group on the field today, where do the Jags have the edge over the Ravens? However. Going back, Jeff Halbert, there was a while ago, <clears throat> it was early in the year, the Chiefs barely beat the Chargers, and Harrison Bucker kicked two 58-yard field goals. And you came out and posted that Harrison Bucker is the best kicker in the NFL. What I would like to say is there is no, this is, this is bold, because it includes quarterbacks, running backs, defenses. There is no player better in the NFL at their position than everyone else, than Justin Tucker. He is by far and away the best kicker. The only ones he misses are blocked, and it's not even his fault. You guys just, especially Browns, Bengals, and Steelers fans, you see the Ravens every year. When you see Justin Tucker walking out onto the field, like he, he's without a doubt the best kicker in the NFL. Evan. You're absolutely right. We've all made that walk before. Everyone in here knows it. You waited too long. It's coming. You can't stop it. And when he went into the locker room, man, there was nobody even warming up. Uh, Ravens are better, but I truly believe the Ravens are overlooking them. Here's the only reason I don't think the Ravens are going to overlook them. Because the Jags played the Titans close. They played the Packers close. And now they get Garner Minshew back. I don't think the Ravens now if the Ravens were if the Ravens were 10 and 3 maybe they overlook them but the Ravens right now aren't in the playoffs it's the Browns Colts and Dolphins in the wild card spot you have this is a must win game there is no there is no we can we can let off the gas here so it's just I I like the idea of, ooh, Jags come into Ravens, nips at the Ravens. Especially we would love that. And I, I know that. But, like, 
Yeah, these followers are so funny. Ravens are destroying them. Are you reading yeah, these comments? Yeah, I have to talk about the game, but Jeff Halbert came in with a was it a poop or no poop? Absolutely. 100% you know, poop. He, 100%. I don't like to speak in absolutes, but let me make this clear. It was 100% a poop. Did you see how he was running? Yeah, he, he's in keeping it. He's sideways leaning and stuff. He probably took so long he had to change his underwear and, sh- and pants. They were in white pants that night. He came yeah. out with no stains on. I want to go back and check the date. Bet the house Jags by three. Ooh. Dad, I'll give the Jags three and a half points, 50 bucks. I'll take that. Don't accept Man. that online. I don't want to steal your money. But <laughs> basically, my dad, my dad's coming out. Jags by three. I think the other two score lines I saw were the Ravens winning by about 30 points, 20 to 30 points. Definitely poop. It's a consensus. You don't even need to poll on the Facebook page. Yeah. Poop. Also, if any of you guys are first time listeners, thanks for coming out. We're a little less than halfway through our live show on Sunday. So this is always a fun time. Get interactive. Everybody's yeah. pretty close in the community around the area. So it's a lot of fun doing these. Thank you guys for, uh, being active in the comments it makes it fun we'll keep it moving here the eight and five bucks by the way ravens buy a lot today in my opinion keep it moving here the eight and five bucks are at the four and nine falcons bucks need a win falcons without julio jones falcons are terrible on defense bucks buy a lot if someone could check for me i didn't have enough uh time to check um is Julio playing today? Julio is out. Okay. Julio is out. I like the Bucks then. Um, the Bucks, if if you can pressure Tom Brady and your secondary is strong, you can beat the Buccaneers. The Rams did it, the Bears did it. It doesn't really look like it takes a lot. You need a good pass rush and you need to be good on the back end. And if you can pass and attack their weak back end, those three things are the kryptonite for the Bucks. Um, if you can do two of them, you got a chance to win. The Falcons yeah. cannot rush the passer. The Falcons are not very good on the back end of their defense. And the Falcons without Julio, I don't want to sit here and say that they can just outright pass all over him either. And Matt Ryan's a statue. Uh, this defense gets sacked. Shaq Barrett, JPP, among others, have been in the backfield a lot lately. The Bucks got to play this team twice, and they're basically in the playoffs if they can beat them both times. I think they come out and they uh, they just set the tone easy. I I think the Bucks have played too many close games over the last few weeks that they need a butt whooping. They need one for their confidence. They need one for the team, and I think it's coming a great time. I think this Falcons team is weak in all the areas where the Buccaneers are strong, mm-hmm. and they're going to have two, if not three, if they beat the Lions. Massive wins rolling into the playoffs, and they're going to be a team that's playing on fire. I think it starts this week. Um, I think they, they they beat the Falcons pretty handily. Over 75 points combined, big game. Jeff, I thought the same thing, but the more I think about it, I like the Bucks to put up about 35 to 38. I actually think they kind of smack this Falcons offense. I think this could really be like a 38-13 game which is 41 points, or even a 38-21, which is 60 points. 
75, I don't think it's going to be this big shootout. I don't think the Falcons can quite keep up. Maybe I'll yeah. bet the Bucks, but it's going to happen. I mean, we'll see. If, they, if it's combined over 75, I like it. But, Dad, Bucks by 17, 38-21. I think that's an appropriate scoreline to kind of predict here. Um, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, what do you what do you think, Jeff? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I like the Bucks big. <clears throat> Thirty eight, you said. They've been struggling offensively, um, these past couple of weeks in games that you know, like the Vikings last week. We kind of assumed that they would really be able to move it on those corners, and they just didn't. I don't know. I think I think thirty is probably their max today. If they do anything more than that, they're definitely winning. But uh, I like them 32-21-ish. Um, I just like them to control the game the entire time. I don't think it's close. Uh, the score will be closer than what the game is, I think, in the end. Falcons might punch one in late, 31-21. But I like them to cover easily. Just n- no, no, Definitively, they're, they're a better team, and I think they'll be all, a better team all day today. In a dome, both teams are in a dome. It'll be comfortable. <clears throat> I'll agree. 34-21. We'll keep it moving here. Five and eight Lions are at the Titans of nine and four on the year. Um, I'll let you start with this because I know this game is big for you. Yep. Every week I give you guys, we're down to six people left. And um, my survival pick is the Tennessee Titans today. Um, I just, as much as I feel stupid for saying it can't last early in the season, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. It's quite frankly, if it wasn't for Delvin Cook making it kind of close, it would be far and away, especially with Barkley and McCaffrey missing the whole season and Kamara working with a backup running back. Kind of took those three guys out. But Jeff, he just set the record four games in his career with 200 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to extend it today. Yes, I believe you. I I think Derrick Henry runs all over the Lions. No Kenny Galladay again for the Lions. Matthew Stafford, you said what? He did what to his rib earlier? He fractured his cartilage or? He, he, he messed up his ribs big time. Yeah. And they said he's going to make the trip, but there's a potential that the Titans are playing the backup quarterback. The Lions' defense doesn't scare anybody. Their top pick, Jeff Okuda, I believe he's officially gone for the year. They're going to sit him the rest with an injury. Yeah. They're at home. They are desperately fighting with the Colts to to keep their edge in the division. And the Colts play the Texans. We'll get there next. So both teams look like they have winnable games. I expect the Titans to be able to run, pass, and throw. Run, pass, and throw. That's the same thing. Run, pass, and play defense against this team better in all situations than the Lions. I don't think this game's going to be close. I hope it's not. My survival pick's always easy when I can turn on the game yeah. and just watch them dominate. But, um, yes, King Henry over 200 yards again. Tennessee wins. Henry is a beast. Henry is a certified, put a stamp on it, beast. He's here incredible. The, here come the Brown fans. Evan. I would like to point out, I did leave his name out for a reason. And it was because I didn't want to get into this argument. <laughs> I, second best. I, I think he's second most. He's missed six games this year, and he's fifth on the rushing leaders right now in the NFL. Yeah. Their one-two punch is incredible. And yes, I think if Chubb played a full season, 
he would definitely be ahead of Delvin Cook, and he would be right there with Derrick Henry. So Chubb's up there. I'm not going to give it to him over <laughs> King Henry yet. But if you have Chubb and you're the Browns, you got to love your situation. Absolutely. Here's the, here's the story from Scheffler this, this morning. It was about six hours ago. Lions' Matthew Stafford tore his rib cartilage during last Sunday's loss to Green Bay, per source. Despite his torn rib cartilage, right thumb injury, and questionable game status, Stafford plans to play today. Um, it won't be enough. Tennessee is uh, one of my favorite teams going into the playoffs. Um, they've been in my my power rankings every week. I love them. Uh, I love their coach. I love their running game. I love their two receivers. I, I like what their quarterback does. I mean, Tannehill, I've come around on him. I know you have too. And uh, Henry's a dog. I don't know if he hits 200, but he'll definitely be the reason they win today. 150 plus, and I think both receivers ha- have a, a great game as well. Um, Tennessee's too much for this Lions team. Just way too much. So, keep it moving here. You're the right, four. Kyle. Stafford does play through pretty much anything. He had yeah. that finger issue, and now he's got the ribs. Yeah. And uh, looks completely average ever since Calvin Johnson left. Go figure. Yeah. Four and nine Texans are at the nine and four Colts. I know this one was almost your survivor pick. Um, you know, a couple weeks back, these two teams played. I think it was just two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, very recently. And uh, the game was very close. It was at, it was at Houston. Um, Deshaun Watson's on the sidelines crying because he couldn't pick up the W. As much as I would love to say he gets revenge today, this Colts team's just too much for him. I mean, it's not him. God, the Colts would trade the farm for him today. But this Texan seems rough. They're just um, Will Fuller, obviously gone for the year. Yeah. Um, relax, Dad. Um, Kyle, Stafford plays for anything. Last week you told us that Brandon Cooks was out. Um, to my knowledge, he's still out. I think he's playing today, actually. Is he, is he playing? I think he's playing today. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't have enough offensive pieces now. You know, he, he lost Hopkins. Will Fuller were like, can, can Will Fuller stay healthy? And then he gets suspended the last six games. Matt Cole, that's where I was getting to next. The Texans, even when the Patriots played him, you brought it up. They cannot stop the running game. Nareem Hines and Jonathan Taylor both set for big days. You, you feel bad for J.J. because he's playing with a bunch of high school guys. And you feel bad for Deshaun because he's playing with a bunch of high school guys. They have two stars that are loved by everybody in the league. And they just have no help. We'll see what happens with their careers in the next few weeks or more years. But um, as you put it to, sure. Um, I had the Colts as my survival pick. The only reason I'm not using them is because I feel comfortable with them playing the Jags week 17. Um, I have just as much faith, if not more that the Colts will beat the Texans and the Titans will beat the Lions. I think they both win. They both go to 10-4. and four. Mm-hmm. And this AFC playoff picture, we might have seven teams get in, and they all have double-digit wins. It's just that simple. The AFC is, is loaded on the top end, and the playoffs are going to be a nightmare. Both the Titans and the, and the Colts really need Ws this week. They're fighting for that divisional spot to host a playoff game. <clears throat> Not that hosting a playoff game is the end all be all, but you can avoid you can avoid cold weather in both of those stadiums. So I don't know. I like uh, I like both the teams to get W's this week, Titans and Colts. So <clears throat> we'll keep it moving. The four eight and one Eagles with a brand new starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, 
is at <clears throat> sorry wow at the Col the char holy cow at the Cardinals who are yeah. seven and six. Let me get a drink real quick. Yeah, so the four eight and one Eagles are at the Arizona Cardinals who are seven and six, and um, guys, I you know I've loved the Cardinals all year. And you know I've been out on the Eagles all year. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a phenomenal day. Um, outside of the D-line, the back end is getting banged up by the Eagles. I think Kyler Murray is going to finally have another big day running the football. I think he's going to break out and move the pocket. Um, not only are they playing Jalen Hurts again, I just think that um, not only do you have a little bit of film on what they want to do with Jalen Hurts, but when you have – Taysom Hill and may, not as good, but like a Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson. Like you kind of have guys that run around now and throw the ball, including their own guy, Kyler Murray. So I think being able to to prepare for a running football, like a running running football offense through Jalen Hurts. I like the Cardinals to do enough defensively. And on the back end, they have Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson. I think Patrick matches up on Alshon Jeffrey really well. <clears throat> but they do – Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard healthy. Jalen Rager coming alive. Elshon Jeffries back. Miles Sanders, they're starting to hand the ball off to him, and you're starting to see what they've been missing all week – or all year, really. Um, this game's going to be super close, but I like the Cardinals to extend their lead on the seventh seed and go to eight and six. However, Eagles could do it, but I – I really think DeAndre Hopkins is too much for this team this week. I think it's a game where we look back and we're like, they just couldn't stop that guy. And I mean, on third downs, um, <clears throat> and I'm not saying touchdowns all the time, but in key crucial moments when the defense is playing well and they get the Cardinals into third and sevens and third and fives, DeAndre Hopkins is that guy. So I, I'm really putting it on the Cardinals offense to just put up too many points and sustain too many drives. Talk to me, Jeff. Why did the Eagles win? Why did they win? I know you want to say it. Why did they win? Dude, I'm so back and forth on this game. I'm not in love with either of these teams. I think they're both extremely limited. Um, I said it. I said it on the power rankings, I believe, on Tuesday. This Cardinals team, I mean, they just weren't ready for Kyler Murray's jump. They're they have way too many holes. They over they overachieved in the first half of the year. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, I think they have more talent than what we lead them to believe. Uh, I've said many times on this pod that they suck, and they do. Um, but at the same token, I think they're a little better today than the Cardinals are. I don't have a score. Well, here's I the just, thing: I I think they have a little bit more life. That's why I'm tick picking them. They have more life to win their division than the Cardinals do. So I'm taking the Eagles because they just, they gave themselves a shot in the arm last week that I didn't believe would help. I said that on the live show. Did I not? A lot of people will listen. I said, this won't help. And it's a terrible organizational move to put him against the, the saints. And what did he do? He came out, he balled, he balled out. He dropped a hundred and a hundred on him. I mean, pretty rare in today's NFL that a quarterback just rushes for a hundred yards. And, and, um, but the guy that also runs for 100 yards is on the other side of the field. But he hasn't done it in weeks. I think there's more to an injury than what anybody knows about. It's kind of like that Todd Gurley situation. He's injured, but we're not saying he's injured. We're not telling anybody. 
I mean, Kyle hasn't Kyler hasn't moved around in the pocket in weeks. He hasn't done anything to make me believe he can win this game. So watch, I'll I'll be wrong. You watch, but I'm taking the Eagles. I don't have a score. I don't know why. I, I think they suck. Well, but put it this way: for people who don't know the situation entirely, the Eagles, if they beat the Cardinals today, we we'll get there in a minute. But the Giants play the Browns. There's a good chance they'll both have five wins. Eagles overtake them on a tie. Then, their next week, they play the Cowboys, who have not been good this year. Another winnable game. Meanwhile, the whole time, Washington's on their backup quarterback. If the Eagles can get to within one game, or even tied with Washington, they play them week 17. You know what's actually hilarious, real quick? hmm. They're actually not on their backup. They're on their starter. Okay. So and, and their starter yeah, no, no. who went back up with yeah, I get it. I get it. Alex Smith is the starter for that team. Don't give me that nonsense. But if we have the Seahawks beating Washington, yeah. and if the Eagles beat the Cardinals, they're one game behind. The Eagles have an extremely favorable schedule, and in week 17, they'll have their own destiny in their own hands. And as an Eagles fan, I know that seems like, how did it come to this with the year that we've had? Yeah. But truthfully, I don't think any five seed would want to have to go to Philly and play a, a playoff game on Wild Card Weekend. I'm with you. I don't think I don't think anyone would want to do that. So the the Eagles have a real shot here. Um, I like I said, I like the Cardinals to get it done. But if the Eagles truly do win, you'd have to assume they're going to win out based on their performances the last two weeks. So also just a little note, Adam Schefter did report Carson Wentz has, he he wants nothing to do with being a backup. So if the team does win out and they assume Jalen hurts the title of starter, Carson Wentz is going to make that whole, whole thing really uncomfortable until he moves, which obviously we'll get into that in the off season. The Colts make the most sense, but every time something makes the most sense, that doesn't always mean that that's what's going to happen. So we'll see what happens with Carson Wentz. But Jalen Hurts, man, y'all got to be excited as Eagles fans today coming into a Cardinals team that you can beat. Absolutely. Next is a nail-biter, though. What do we got? Absolute nail-biter. Probably a uh, coin flip game at best. You got the 0-13 Jets are at the 9-4 and Rams. Tell me why the Jets score even a single point. Muffed punt, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Muffed punt, Jets recover. Bang a field goal off the uprights on first down. I don't know. This team loses bad. The Rams bad. right right now are trajectory upwards. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. And if you ask me right now today, who who shows up for the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'm picking the Rams. And I don't know if it'll change. I think they're going to win out. I am super high in the Rams. All my chips are in. I think the Rams are the team to beat in the NFC, even over the Packers and even over the Saints. I think the Rams are so good. I think they're so good. They're so well coached. And they're going to slaughter the Jets. They're not my survival pick because I used the Rams already this year, just to clarify. But they yikes. Jets, but you know what? I got to drive to my dad's house. You take the rest of the podcast away. I got to go beat some sentences. I'm, I'm going to have to go. In, in all seriousness, I mean, 
I don't have nothing to say on this game, so I'm going to talk about the Rams for a minute. I said it on the podcast Tuesday. In order to beat a team like Kansas City, you got to be able to do three things. You got to be well coached. You got to have a lockdown corner, and you got to be able to run the football. They do all those things very well. They also have Jared Goff, who a lot of people are out on. I've never been out on Jared Goff. I don't love him, but he I don't hate a, him either. He does he had, enough. He had a four-week stretch where he had like seven turnovers. Like, it Matt, was bad. Yeah, Matt, the Niners are the Rams' kryptonite. They don't count. Yeah, They don't and, count. And, Matt, I, I know we hate saying wins and losses don't count. Yeah. They have four losses. That does matter. However, like he just pointed out, two of their – since Sean McVay's become the coach, he's like one in five against the 49ers. They just – Kyle Shanahan's got him. Like, I don't know what it is. They just, they win. And it's, it's weird. Rams are overhyped and overrated. No. Okay. Nope. Nope. Dang. Matt coming in. No. No. So so I I think, I think they win this game today. Uh, How much do you think they win by today? I know you're not taking the Jets. Oh, I got him. I got him huge. Potentially the big. So New England just beat the Chargers forty-five to zero. You're all in on them being overrated. What did you say? I'm sorry. New England beat the Chargers forty-five to zero, right? Yep, that's one of two shutouts. Mm. Panthers shut out the Lions. So there's only been two I'm gonna shutouts. Go, I'm gonna go forty-eight-three. Big, just absolute massacre. This team is far and away better. Like just. They're a Super Bowl team. They really are. We've we've said it. We've said it many times. It's still an NFL team, so I'm going to go 38-6. Okay. Give the Jets two field goals. Rams score touchdowns more than field goals. Maybe they kick one fourth quarter. Yeah. We've, we've, we're looking at some backups. Get Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey out of there. This game is over by halftime. Yeah, it, it'll, be the, it it'll, be, it'll be two weeks straight. They, the Seahawks did it to them. And the Rams are about to do it to him. And they they actually, they might just say, let's just get Adam Gase out now after 0-14. They might just fire Adam Gase. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll keep it moving here. This is it, guys. This is this is a mother love. This is the best game of the day, and it ain't close. Um, there's, uh, there's been a couple of games that I've talked about this year that have uh, just been massive as far as popping a rating and uh, they're, they're <laughs> the number one rated football game watched this year is the Thursday afternoon, Washington Redskins and Cowboys. Number two is week one. When Brady visited the saints, this takes it. This is the number one watched game all year. You watch the ratings will come in for this game and they will be massive. The 12 and one Kansas city chiefs are at the 10 and three saints. And Drew Brees is back, which makes this game extremely interesting. But Michael Thomas is out. They haven't played with Michael Thomas all year. He had one well, game with the last seven catches. Shockingly, Taysom Hill has, but Drew Brees yeah, hasn't. So it's really weird how that happened. Let's but, not forget that when Drew Brees was in, Alvin Kamara was fifth in the league in receiving yards. Yeah. This, this team will be fine on offense. And they'll be fine on defense. These teams are relatively full health. They haven't had Michael Thomas all year. So the 10-3 and three reflects that appropriately. I just, I think the Chiefs outscore them. 
35-31. This game, this game is going, I truly think it's going to be like Alabama-Florida last night, where you went and you're like two high-powered offenses, and we're going to see a lot of points. And then, by golly, they did it. So, no, I, when, he, when he said it's the biggest game, I, I actually like the Sunday night game. But when I do Colt, too, but McCoy's, come on, when Colt McCoy's a... the starter and Freddie Kitchens is calling plays, it's hard to, it's hard to get excited for that game. I mean, the Browns felt that in different situations, too, with Colt McCoy, Freddie Kitchens, hey, which is kind of neat. Listen, the geez. Browns Giants are their own storyline. Let's keep it to this one for a second. Hey, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is a massive on, game, Evan. dude. Keep it professional, Evan. We're on one game, man. Come on. <laughs> one game at a time. We're on, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> no, but for real. But, but for real. I said it a couple weeks ago. I think you kind of laughed at it. Um, I don't know how much you believe in it now. I think we've kind of talked off air a few times. Kansas City won't lose another game all year. I, I don't believe they will. And uh, they're too much for the Saints team. I think the Saints drop another one. But this time, I don't think it's close. You know, yesterday I, I called I called Clemson in a blowout. I think the Chiefs win in a blowout here. You know what? You know how I say sometimes we're on the pod and we talk ourselves we, in, in pick taking the saints to win 28 28 24 saints <laughs> chiefs aren't scoring 24 try double that no no for, no, no, no for they're real. only getting real. 21 they're Jeff not getting 24 they're, they're gonna score at least 30 they'll score okay. at least 30 so will the saints score more than 30 and you're saying they will or not i think they hold the chiefs to 24 stop okay i'll stop if you stop. want me to CEO of Real Talk cut me off, guys. I, I can't talk about the Saints no more. I'm out. I can't wait for this poll to go up because I'm I'm truly interested to what people what people think. I think Casey blows them off. Giving though. the Saints defense enough credit. Oh, the Saints defense is great. I love their defense. They have actually, they have one issue for why I wouldn't put them good enough to beat Kansas City. They're well coached. They have a lockdown corner. They can't run the ball. They're not good enough. And they're okay. really their best running option. They benched him this week. I thought they should. I think we talked about this off air. I thought they should have kept him in. Don't show your hand. Because if you have to play this team in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks, what? Why show your hand? Well, like, now you know Taysom Hill can run the ball. Why don't we see Drew Brees with Hill and Kamara in the backfield? Like double I think we see plenty of Taysom today, though. Exactly. So there's going to be plays where he's on a reverse and might throw it, might run it. I mean, the, the Saints are completely unpredictable, and I'm not just going to forget about how good this Saints team can be at home in the Metrodome. Chiefs coming in, I, I, I like the. This is such a fantastic game. It I is hate it's to, a great I game. Hate to pick a winner, I, I'd like to just sit on my couch and just watch it happen. Which, I love that it's on today. I'll be watching. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I like the Saints here. I, I like the Saints to win this game. Okay. I'm taking the Chiefs. We'll keep it moving here to the game of the weekend. <laughs> the 9-4 and four Browns. For you. This, this game actually could have had so many storylines. It still has some. Uh, this was supposed to be Odell's return game to the Giants. Obviously, Odell's out. But it's the 9-4 and four Browns at the 5-8 and eight Giants. Jason Garrett out as play caller. Freddie Kitchens, former Browns head coach, will be calling the plays today. At quarterback, it's not Daniel Jones. He's out today with, I believe, a toe injury. Uh, Colton said like 
said ankle and hamstring. It could be toe too, but basically yeah. his leg sorts of messed up. Scheffler reported that it's ankle hamstring. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Um, Colt McCoy, former Browns quarterback, playing today. This is a fun game, dude. This game actually, for people that missed it, this game got flexed in over the Cowboys. The Cowboys-Niners game got taken out of this slot. Two historical franchises, Niners-Cowboys. Obviously, Cowboys are a premier draw. Jerry Jones actually weighed in on it this week. He's pretty pissed about it Um, because he said that his team with no wins is a better draw than either of these two, obviously taking a shot at the Giants and the the Browns as a, a rundown organization. But I like the Browns to do enough in this game because where the Giants' strengths are, they don't really counter the Browns' strengths. I like the Browns to win. So here's I just want to go back a little bit. Everyone was kind of shocked when I when I was on the live broadcast and I said I think the Ravens beat the Browns by 14 plus. Yeah. And everyone was like, "What?" So Lamar is kind of a kryptonite for this defense. I don't think the Browns have enough playmakers. And Lamar outside the three drives he was out, they were just scoring at will. What I did not predict is I had no idea that the Browns' offense would be able to do that to the Ravens' defense. It was very eye-opening. This Browns' offense is not just a running game. They are led by the running game, but they are not just a running game. And You can call it coincidence. I don't care what you call it. It is just weird how they are better without Odell Beckham Jr. on the field. It makes no sense to me how a great player can make you worse. But he is gone. And what Kevin Stefanski has done with Baker Mayfield, one interception, I think, in the last six games, and it came against the Ravens. But, like, every time the Ravens scored, the Browns scored. or They, they were playing so good. They've got the best one-two punch at running back in the NFL. God, they're, they're just so weak on defense. But the Giants don't have enough to expect exploit that between their 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 weak secondary and I know it sucks their draft pick Grant Delpit left for the year but Kevin Stefanski and I think Baker came and proven himself that he isn't a middle of the road quarterback I think he's a little better average now Zach we we can make that jump but again he maybe wanted to prove that but in the beginning of the year he was bad they were winning despite him OBJ went down and now Baker looks amazing. So there had to have been some kind of play on him having to force the ball to OBJ. Oh, 100%. Uh, That's 100% so the, the, the case. And, and Evan, I think what everyone was kind of predicting, it, it kind of had shown itself. It's stupid for us to turn a blind eye and make it like it was something else. There was too many mouths to feed. They were without OBJ and Austin Hooper, which are their two, I believe, highest paid players on their offense. And they put up 42 on the Ravens. Like, they don't need those guys. Like. What they need is they need to ship off those guys for, for linebackers or or big-time players in the secondary. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's probably not going to be a 49er next year. I think that would be a great veteran guy for the Rave, or the Browns to go get opposite of Denzel Ward. Oh. He's going to be a free agent. I think, that would, I think the Browns need to just look at something like that. And um, I know the 49ers could use a big-time wide receiver. They just drafted Brandon Ayuk. Did you see a Richard Sherman OBJ swap? We don't know. But at the end of the day, keeping it just to Browns Giants, Giants are a fun story. And at one point, they peaked and hit number nine on my top 10 rankings. They're going to lose again today. Um, 
But yes, this Browns narrative, and it really sucks because I'm, as a Steelers fan, I like the other three quarterbacks in the division. I like watching Lamar. I like watching mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. I was a fan of Baker's coming out of Oklahoma. So it Browns win. Browns go to 10 and 4, and it's up to the Steelers to beat the Bengals to clinch their division. Yeah, I like the Browns win too. We're on to Cincinnati, boys. Yeah. As Belichick would say, the 11 and 2 Steelers are uh, hosting. No, I'm sorry, they're traveling to the Bengals, who are 2 10 and 1 on Monday Night Football. No Burrow for DPJ. Gotta love it. Go Blue. No Burrow. Steelers are on a two game slid. Skid, sorry. Tell us why there's a blowout. Um, <clears throat> the Bengals are just bad from top to bottom. The only reason they have two wins and a tie is because Joe Burrow. I'm not saying you guys need to take the Steelers serious again after they beat the Bengals. I think the Steelers' offense needs to be able to put up at least 30 on the Bengals to be taken seriously. Like, we can't win 24-6. to six. Like, we need to absolutely slaughter the Brown- or Bengals. Last time we played them, Big Ben threw for 333 yards and three touchdowns. Um, like to see James Conner get going in the running game a little bit. Um, like Ben said in his public press conference, right now the offense isn't working. Defense has injuries, but the defense is still fine. We have Hayward, it, Watt, Minka. Joe Hayden's coming back from his concussion. Mike Hilton has the best opposing QBR on the team. He's still there. So the, the defense will be fine. Vince Williams coming off the COVID list. The offense just needs to get going. I think this is a game where the Steelers' defense might outscore the Bengals' offense. I don't think this game has a chance to be close. But the offense needs to get some kind of, like, for three weeks now, they've been going back to, to you know, the meetings. And it's like, we're sucking. What's going wrong? We need to see a game where we don't suck. That's it. We need to see a game where we're moving the ball, third downs. We're, we're running the ball. We, this is a game where the Steelers have to get going because their final two are not easy. Colts, Browns, and then the the cutthroat AFC playoffs. So Steelers need to be able to put up 30 to show that the offense can at least play. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But Monday night, everyone's going to tune in because they want to see the Steelers maybe slip three games in a row, play down their competition. But if there's competition we don't play down to, it's the Steelers in Ohio. So you got you to gotta think the Steelers are going to win big here. Yeah, I like the Steelers to win big. I don't have too much more to say on this. The Bengals are pretty bad. They're starting another quarterback today. Brandon Allen, is that his name? I think they, they're they moving on to Finley or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Brandon Allen was their backer. Yeah, it's Finley. Yeah, they, they're not good. Um Steelers get a W here. I just would like to see them look good in doing so. God, I would hate to watch a seven even a twenty one to ten. Like you you gotta drop thirty. Give us thirty. Get get your guys involved, you know, and uh get Claypool involved. You need a you need to practice the run game too. I would love to see a James Conner hundred yard game. And I hear you, Dad, Ben, with that lingering knee injury. I don't I don't like to buy into that. I, I I think it's a lot to do with with these short play calls. The Steelers offense is unwatchable because of how predictable we are. 
I mean, some of the Washington players alluded to it. They know that if it's a pass play, they just push off the offensive linemen and they're getting their hands up. We're basically throwing against 11 defenders because we, we refuse to throw the ball over seven yards. So until until Big Ben, he, he's got to come to terms with the fact that he's going to get hit. He likes not getting sacked and he's getting the ball out quick. But every once in a while, Ben takes the snap, waits two seconds, runs around in the pocket, throws a 14-yard pass, and it looks like a Steelers offense. We haven't gotten any of that because I don't think Ben wants to get hit. So until he comes to terms with that, this offense has no chance. Yeah. Well, I would say we're done, but uh, you got time for a quick bonus content here? Let's run it. 12 p.m. today, the college football playoffs is going to be decided. I think we can agree on Bama, correct? Yes. Are they one? Yes. I got them as one as well. Uh, two. Clemson. Clemson. Okay, I'm agreeing with you. Clemson's two, even with the one loss. Three, Ohio State. Um, Is Ohio State in? I think Ohio State gets in, but I don't want to be on the committee when you have Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Ohio State. Because one of those teams are getting left out, and it's going to be the straw that breaks, breaks the, the back. Um, and this, this playoff's going to extend pretty heavily um i'm gonna agree with nate i think osu and texas a.m get in but hear me out they're gonna put texas a&m at three i think they leave out notre dame and it's simply because how bad they lost to clemson so i want to i want to i want to remind everybody texas a&m got slaughtered by alabama they lost by like 24 the exact same amount that Clemson beat Notre Dame, except Clem- or Texas A&M actually scored more. They gave up 50 to Bama. You know, Notre Dame only gave up 31 to Clemson. In my opinion, because of how everything played out, I have Ohio State at three, even though they did not look great. In their two games this year against ranked opponents, they did not look good. Indiana, I think, fields threw three picks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yesterday against Northwestern, he threw two. Okay. Five picks in your two ranked games. I'm not even just dogging you. Just he hasn't looked good. Okay, so your your two tests, you haven't been good. You blew out everybody else in the Big Ten because they're trash. Okay, so I still have Ohio State at three because they're, they're just they're too well coached. They're too talented. Um, they have a Heisman Trophy contender in Fields, even though he's not going to get it. I like them at three. At four, in my opinion. A&M, blown out by Bama. Notre Dame, blown out by, by Clemson. And even though they beat Clemson, they did it at home in double overtime without the best player in the country, okay? This is the perfect time. Put Cincinnati in. No chance. You got to. You have to. This is the perfect scenario. What happened? What Cincinnati needed happened. No chance. I know. It's, you're right. There's no chance, but this is it's the, they beat it's Tulsa the by three. best scenario. They beat Tulsa by three. But they already beat Tulsa once this year. So it was, they it had was that crush, one. They would have had to crush Tulsa to have a chance. Gun to my head, Notre Dame at four. Okay. And, and at the end of the day, I would like to not overlook this. Dad, I see your comment. Yes. 
Alabama and Clemson will be the national championship. They, they're just going to be. Alabama and Clemson are going to be in the national championship. <clears throat> but I could see OSU Notre Dame for the money, but the 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 playoff has to expand. Four four is incredible. You can split hairs at eight and nine way easier than you can at four and five. Anybody that's sitting here today and saying that it needs to stay a four team playoff, <clears throat> Cincinnati's gonna get left out and they're undefeated. UCF just a few years ago got left out and they were undefeated. Those teams need at least a shot to compete for a championship if they're undefeated. Especially, and this is not me dogging Ohio State, Cincinnati's played a better schedule than Ohio State did. Do you know why Ohio State's in? A, their recruiting rankings every year. B, their name. C, the money. That's it. That's it. I wouldn't even be shocked if Cincinnati's not even five. They've, they deserve to be at least five. I, I get that, but I'm just saying the committee, I I think... To be honest, I think they'll probably finish six. Out, I think it's going to be really... I think it's going to be obvious and pointed out how little, how not seriously they take Cincinnati. Does Georgia get in? What's their record? Georgia hasn't played Alabama, correct? Can anybody correct that? They have not played Alabama. They're 7-2. and two. Their losses are to Florida and A&M. Yeah, see, like, you could even take Florida. A fluke loss to LSU and then what they did to Alabama, they could even put Florida. You know, they could put Florida-Georgia as the 5-6 game. Yeah, but put... Florida has three losses. One to well, A&M, one to Bama, oh, and one cool. to LSU. Oh, never mind then. I didn't know they lost to A&M. That's, that's, that was Florida's only loss. And that's why people were saying if they not lost LSU and beat Bama, they could have got in. But now they can't. They have three losses. You're asking me for my top four at noon, what I think I'll see. I think it'll be Alabama one, Clemson two, Texas A&M three, Ohio State four. Notre Dame's left out at five, and they'll play number six Cincinnati in the uh, the first two. What have you seen to have Texas A&M jump Ohio State? Are you saying that simply because of the matchup? They don't want I'm, Ohio State to play Texas A&M again? I'm saying Texas A&M has won seven SEC games, and their only loss, which everyone has losses except Bama, Texas A&M, I believe, has the second best loss in the nation. Clemson has the best. Double overtime without Trevor Lawrence to Notre Dame. Yeah. The second best loss is we lost to Alabama, number one in the nation. They'll put them at three. In Ohio State, you get in because you're undefeated, but you've only played six games. Texas A&M has won more games in the SEC than you've played, period. We're going to put you in at four simply because you're undefeated, which means Notre Dame, whose only loss is to Clemson, will be left out. And Cincinnati, who is undefeated and most people believe deserve a shot, they're going to be six, and they'll be the first two out. And it'll be like just like every other year we have complaints about the four-team playoff when yeah. OSU left out and Michigan State made it. Or yeah. the one year where Baylor and TCU had that outstanding game. Or USC and Penn State when they had Saquon Barkley played at five and six. All those teams had a, had a reasonable I, – I think everyone agrees on Alabama-Clemson. I think most people say Ohio State gets in. It's like Notre Dame or Cincinnati or Texas A&M. Like, I, don't, I don't see how you can leave Ohio State out. Only because 
they're they're undefeated. They beat everybody on their schedule, and they have a history. And unfortunately, with there's no criteria in college football. You know, as I was trying to point out, you guys on the polls yesterday, there's a reason I made that poll the way it was. Um, and obviously, it's very unlikely that every single team goes undefeated, but it is possible. It is possible. Okay, if that were to happen, there'd be three teams that would have a chance to play for a national championship that would be left out, and it's wrong. You have five Power Five conferences. There's definitely a possibility that there could be five undefeateds. Absolutely. And the the other thing too, like for some people who say Ohio State shouldn't get in because they've only played six games. First of all, they showed they can win either way. Justin Fields, the one game he had like one incompletion, five touchdowns, whatever it was, they blew somebody out. Then Justin Fields has a bad game. Their their running back runs for three over three hundred yards. They can win both ways. OSU is the only team in the nation for the whole season to average over two hundred and fifty pass yards and two hundred and fifty rushing yards in every game. They're one of the most complete teams. And if you don't think the committee is going to take into consideration that in their last two games, they were missing 20-plus players and coaches to COVID. And once their game against Michigan got canceled, they had to find a new opponent immediately. Then they play that team, win against Indiana. Then they find out that they're going to the Big Ten Championship. Northwestern comes in. Their whole season has been like we have led less time to prepare for these teams that are good at the end of the year. And they're beating them. I just don't see how you can leave Ohio State out. Yeah, you can't. You have to. You have to put Ohio State. And in my opinion, they're at three. I think we're getting Clemson Ohio State rematch, and it, we're basically trying to find an opponent for Alabama. And in my opinion, it will be Notre Dame, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It it, it should be Cincinnati. It really should. They they've done everything in their power to put themselves in that spot. Give it to them. Notre Dame, you took two overtimes in your home stadium without the best player in the country, and you won by, what, three? They won by basically a last-second score, whatever it was, a score, touchdown, or running. doesn't matter. He took double overtime. I and agree. Then, I, I think this whole argument is about what's fair to the Cinderella stories and the better teams. I don't think there's a single person out there that doesn't think Alabama and Clemson are playing at in the championship but if you extend the playoffs these teams deserve a shot they just deserve a shot absolutely Absolutely. i don't you know i've said this so many times i've said this so many times i'm losing i'm losing patience with it john if you're listening this is my my biggest concern name me another sport name me another sport that has where a team can go undefeated not lose a single game, and they're not allowed to play for a championship. UCF did it two seasons in a row. Name me another sport. It doesn't happen. There are no Cinderella stories in college football. It is money over, over record. We're, we're all saying Notre Dame's getting in because of money, and you're not wrong. I, I've said it. You're, you're saying it. We're, you're all right. Notre Dame's going to get in today. You watch. it. 45 minutes, Notre Dame will be four. Do they deserve I, I, to be? I, I guess. They deserve to be in a college football playoff. They're a damn good team. But Cincinnati deserves it more. They do. If you go if you go to the Facebook page, Andrew Bradish shared a great piece by Urban Meyer on, like, what's wrong with college football. And I mm-hmm. think you'll start to see changes in the years past. I actually think the playoffs should go all the way to 12 teams. I put my format on the comment. Mm-hmm. 
And and I think, you know, that's a lot. But right now there's 14 teams in the NFL playoffs. So I think the more teams you have, when you look at kids who are good at, like, four and five stars coming out, they want to play in the playoff. So where do you go? You go to Alabama and Clemson, even if it means less schooling or more money, you want to play in the playoff and potentially get drafted. Yeah. If you up that to eight and 12 teams, some of those kids who would maybe go to Alabama might stay close to their family and go to USC or all around the country. You have like recruiting would be more balanced if you have more teams that are going to be playing in these top light games. And like I said, good football on your TV is never a bad thing. When this list comes out, just, you know, I said one and two get a buy. Look at three versus 12. If it is Ohio State, they just played number 14 Northwestern. It was a great game. Even with three losses, there would be a ton of teams scared right now to play Florida. Texas A&M wouldn't have to worry about it. You could lose two games and you're worrying about sneaking in the top 10. I, all I know is the money lost by these colleges in COVID and the amount of complaints through, what is it, six years now of this playoff. And yeah. now it's getting public by Kirk Herbstreet and Urban Meyer and the big names that support college football. Mm-hmm. there's massive changes and I don't know if eight teams is going to cut it. I think we're looking at 10 or 12 and you say, well, who's going to compete with the top, you know, one or two. Sometimes you think who's going to compete with Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina, but what, what is it? 132 teams make the March madness bracket. It's for Cinderella's. It's something it's going to make money on gambling. It's going to make money on viewership. So many channels get so many more games. 68 teams, by the way, make it. About 132. I thought it was 64 games played, not 64 teams. No, so it's it's the round of 32 plus four play-in games. So it's 68 total teams. Okay, see, I I was taking it wrong. I had the games and teams stuff. So, yeah, you're right. There's not – because the perfect bracket would literally then be impossible. But (laughs) as hype as I just got about all that, my numbers were off on the March Madness bracket. But, again, nobody is going to complain when more teams get in. Yeah. You know who's going to complain? Alabama, because now they have to beat more than one opponent. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right way, but, you know, I had a theory with with 12 teams where the first round, one and two get a bye, and in the second round, one gets its second bye. So uh, the one seed gets a two-round bye, and the two seed gets a one-round bye. And three versus 12 duke it out the first round, and then the highest seeds play the lowest seeds, and it trickles down, so on and so forth. And then when you have your top four. Is there a sport one would beat six so bad? That's a, that's a great question. So, John, if that were to happen, and I, I'm going to even go a step further and make it eight-team playoffs so that one would have to play eight, I promise you in the first three years, eight would knock off one at least once. In the first three years, it would happen it's at least so, once. Like, like in basketball or hockey, you play series, or even in baseball, and it's like it's hard to do that. But it's like on football, got, okay, Mac Jones goes down with a sprained ankle in the first quarter. Yeah. There's a muffed punt by your return man, and the other team gets a free touchdown. They're at 14 nothing. It is Now, that's the thing, John. Even if you had 100 teams, the 101st team would have a complaint. Yeah. However, the, the hair that you're splitting between one or four and five becomes this long between eight and nine, becomes this long between 12 and 13, you know, so on and so forth. It Eventually, it comes to a point where it's like someone's always going to be left out. But if you're not competing for a national championship and you're the 13th ranked team, that's easier for the public to take 
than if you're the fifth-ranked team. Are you still no. on there? Yes. And, John, okay. I, I totally agree. There's always going to be a team to complain. But I just think that the public will be more and more accepting once you hit 8, 10, or 12. <clears throat> it just kicked me off. My phone died. It didn't give me an alert. Damn. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to Real Talk. It's been real. We'll see you next week.